Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Herschel Walker builds a wall. Andy Timoner. And Gabrielle Union. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. show for you. San Francisco is using tech to fight crime. Herschel Walker is using gibberish to solve immigration. And Elon Musk is using free speech to try kill us all. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. Starting with the fact that today is Spotify Wrapped Day. Yeah. Yeah. The day that Spotify looks at our music and reminds us that we're all a basic bitch. (laughs) And you know, I was thinking, thank God Tinder doesn't do a year-end wrap-up. Just to remind you of all the terrible decisions you made on desperate nights. It's like, wow, I did a lot of people with pet snakes this year. (laughs) In international news, the United Nations has officially added the French baguette to the UNESCO World Heritage List. (laughs) Which is cool, but it's another reminder that the United Nations really needs to eat lunch before making big decisions. (laughs) It's like, should we give Chinese food a seat on the Security Council? I'm so hungry. And you would think that this is great. I hear some of you clapping. Oh, yeah, I love baguettes. But remember, now it's protected by the UN. <laughs> yeah, so now every time you try and take a bite out of a baguette, a peacekeeper's gonna jump out and kick your ass. They're like, ah, stop that shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, in presidential news, Joe Biden's Secret Service detail had a bit of a scare recently when five cars they had rented suddenly burst into flames after they were returned to Hertz rent a car. Yeah, now the good news is, Biden has got full coverage insurance. (laughs) The bad news is Senate Republicans blocked it, so he's gonna need to borrow some money from Kamala now. (laughs) But my question is, why is the the Secret Service even renting cars from Hertz? (laughs) Am I the only person who was thrown by that? Like, 
Like, what happens if the SUV they want isn't there? What, now the president is rocking up to a state dinner in a Hyundai? Is that how it's gonna work? <laughs> oh, and while we're talking about things exploding, experts say the United States is now facing a shortage of bomb-sniffing dogs. Yeah, which probably explains how Morbius made it into theaters. <laughs> and it makes sense, you know, when you think about it. You know? Of course, this was always gonna happen. If you had the choice of being a bomb-sniffing dog, or a drug-sniffing dog, what would you choose? <laughs> huh? What would you choose? So simple. Yeah, option A, you might explode. Option B, free cocaine. I mean... <laughs> it, is, it is hard for us humans, though, you know, because now, you know what this means, we're gonna have to resort to bomb-sniffing cats. <laughs> and their noses are good. They can figure out where the bombs are, but... They just won't tell us about it. Yeah. The cat will be there like, I have nine lives, bitch, not my problem. Yeah. All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day, starting with the 2022 midterms. And I know what you're saying right now. You're like, but Trevor, the midterms are over. I killed them. I watched them die. Well, you thought you did. But you never took a headshot. And after you left, the midterms busted out of the dirt, and now they're back. Because down in Georgia, they're just a few days away from a runoff between incumbent senator Raphael Warnock and the reason you're pulling your son out of football, Herschel Walker. <laughs> and we're gonna tell you all about the latest updates and another installment of Vote Demic 2022. <laughs> there is now less than one week to go until the Georgia runoff election, and once again, Herschel Walker is battling controversies. First of all, he might not even live in the state that he's trying to represent. Yeah, according to new reports, the Georgia home that he's claimed as his residence has actually been rented out for years. Yeah, and apparently Walker even admitted in a speech earlier this year that he lives in Texas. <laughs> Which I was shocked about because I did not think Herschel Walker knew the names of two different states. This was <laughs> really impressive. I know, I know this might piss some people off, but when you think about it, this just proves that Herschel Walker views Georgians as family because he's never around them. <laughs> and of course, of course, there's the other problem for Herschel Walker, which is that every time he speaks, things go wrong. <laughs> for instance, Walker was recently at a campaign stop giving his views on the border, right? And in his speech, he's trying to explain why he will build Donald Trump's border wall. But... In a way that only Herschel Walker can, he goes on to debunk his own argument about a wall <laughs> and then takes us on a wild ride that somehow involves his dog. Security border. They said, how are you gonna do that? I said, well, I can do it then. You better put up a wall, a wall to work. Wall working around your house when you got a wall around your house, people don't do it. They, have a, they can get in, but you know what? They get in, it'll be hard to get out because I got a dog that, well, my dog really won't bite, but he put it bad anyway, but anyway. I'm sorry, what? Did this man just win an argument with himself? Because he's like, I think his plan is to, what, build a border wall so that he can trap immigrants inside America? Is that what he's doing? Well, you see, once they get in, they can't get out. Then they got a good job and raise a family, settle down, and that's how we get them, yeah. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like, it's almost like Walker started out talking about border security and then ended up telling everyone how to break into his house. 
And personally, I don't think he needs a wall, you know? Because the hardest part about breaking into Herschel Walker's house is figuring out which state it's in. Ha ha, joke's on you. I actually live in Kansas, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But let's move on to some news from social media. Ever since Elon Musk pranked himself into buying Twitter for $44 billion, <laughs> he has been trying to reshape the entire website according to what he likes. He's brought back thousands of suspended accounts. He's made it easier to get a blue check mark. And now any number you tweet is automatically changed to 69. <laughs> yeah. You post that your dad only has three days left, now he has 69. Nice. <laughs> Rest in peace, but nice. But Elon's biggest promise is that under his leadership, Twitter is completely open for free speech, no matter how wrong that speech might be. A potentially dangerous new change on Twitter. The social media site is no longer enforcing its policy against COVID misinformation. Twitter suspended more than 11,000 accounts for breaking the policy and removed almost 100,000 pieces of content between January of 2020 and September of 2022. And Musk is promising to restore many previously banned Twitter accounts as soon as this week. Health experts are concerned that it could diminish efforts to stop the spread of the virus and could discourage vaccinations. Okay, look, maybe this is my vaccine microchip talking, but <laughs> I don't think it's responsible for Twitter to bring back the people who are spreading COVID misinformation. You know? but, but on the other hand, on the other hand, it is 2022. Like, how can you still be misinformed about COVID? You know, we're just running around like, I heard the vaccine turns you into a lizard. Mother it's been three years. You see any lizards? <laughs> You see any lizards here? They're probably hiding. And, and forget COVID for a second. It's crazy that anyone would go to Twitter for any medical information. <laughs> you know, people should be going to the doctor for this stuff, but because no one can afford a doctor in America, people are out here searching hashtag bump on my dick and hoping to find a cure. <laughs> like cocaine on my penis. That's not what I was looking for. Anyway, let's move on to some news coming out of San Francisco. Like many big cities, San Francisco has been struggling to get crime under control. And if you're thinking, oh, it's San Francisco, what are they doing, prescribing all the criminal CBD oil? No. <laughs> I mean, yes, but not just that. <laughs> they also have a more hardcore solution. New this morning, San Francisco officials voted to allow city police to have remote-controlled robots that could use deadly force in extreme situations. Critics of the decision say it militarizes San Francisco's police, but city supervisor Rafael Mandelman, who voted in favor of the robots, said that the killer machines would only be used if lives are at stake. SFPD said they don't have pre-armed robots, and they don't plan to arm the ones they do have with guns. Assistant Chief David Lassar said they could deploy robots equipped with explosives. Wait, 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 what? What? They're not gonna arm the robots, they're just gonna give them explosives? That is much worse. <laughs> who, who came out with that PR statement? Don't worry, people, the robots aren't gonna have guns, they're just gonna be suicide bombers, okay? <laughs> Calm down, everyone's going. <laughs> this is such a bad idea. Do you know how often robots make mistakes? Can you imagine if Siri had a bomb? <laughs> It was like, hey, Siri, play 21 Savage. Now killing your family. No! No! Wait, which, which members of my family? But still, no! But let's talk about it. Now, to be clear, just so we're on the same page, the robots will not actually be deciding when to use deadly force, all right? They will still be trained human police officers 
on the remote control trigger. So don't worry, it's still gonna be mostly black people that get killed. And it's wild, it's wild how cities can always find money for high-tech gadgets for cops, but when it comes to investigating or like investing in long-term solutions that might actually fix the problems, then their pockets are empty. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, robot money, we got that, we got that. People asking, people are like, wait, you're building robots that are police with bombs? Can, can we do something about like the homeless people? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, the robots can blow them up too. Yeah, we can handle that. <laughs> Makes no sense. But that's it for the headlines. Before we go, let's check in on the traffic with our very own Roy Wood Jr., everybody. What's happening, crazy with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a good time, hello. What's yeah. up, man? What's up? Traffic. Yep, what's happening in the traffic? I mean, you see the traffic. Some people out there, and some people at home, they ain't out there. That's how it is. Hell, they need to get a robot to do this shit. This would need to be automated. Also, man, I don't know why everybody's so worried about these robot cops, man, because truth be told, this ain't the first time that this happened. There was a robot cop program in, in Detroit back in the late 80s, and it was a robot officer. He took down a heinous drug dealer named Clarence Bodecker, but... Ultimately, the program got scrapped because the robot thought he was a real person on some Pinocchio shit, so they had to stop that. Roy, that, that was Robocop. Yes, yes, that was Robocop, whose real name was Officer Alex J. Murphy, who was shot in the line of duty, and they turned him into the Robocop. No, no, Roy, Roy, that's not a true story. That was a movie. You bullshitting. Or the movie. Oh, okay. Well, if you say so, man. But anyway, I don't know why everybody's assuming that the robots are going to be bad. Why do you assume that the robot cops are going to be bad? If anything, the robot cops will get all of the, 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 the messed up cops off the street. I ain't scared of no robot cop. You scared. You scared. Of the robots? You're scared of a robot cop. You're not scared of a robot cop? No, I'm not scared of no robot cop, man. Half of these robots don't even recognize black people. I can't get the sink faucet to turn on. What are you talking about? Robots don't recognize black people. I can't get water out the sink. The facial recognition don't see me. Bring on the robot cops, because maybe now black people will finally be invisible to the police. I'm with it. I'm perfectly fine with that. Black people invisible to the police, and now finally we can commit our crimes in peace, just like white folks. <laughs> but you want the traffic, though. You yeah, want yeah the traffic. let's do the traffic, Roy. Here, here's the thing with the, with the, with the, with the bomb dogs, though. Okay. This is the question I feel like nobody's asking about the bomb dogs. If yeah. there is a shortage, if there is a shortage of bomb-sniffing dogs, yeah. shouldn't you shut your ass up about it and not tell anybody? Shouldn't you not tell anybody? Just, just, you just can't let everybody know you ain't got enough bomb-sniffing dogs. ISIS at home watching CBS like, yes, now is the time. <laughs> Plus, you don't need a bomb-sniffing dog. You just need people to think you got a bomb-sniffing dog. Just put regular dogs in the airport. That's all you got to do. All these dogs up for adoption, put them in the airport. It's just in the mind? Yes, all, the illusion of security. That's all you've got to do is make people think your stuff's... I got a car. It ain't got no car alarm. People walk past my car. I, I make the noise with my mouth. That's all you gotta do. And plus, we ain't gotta, we ain't gotta really worry about bomb-sniffing dogs, because, let you tell it, the bomb-sniffing dogs will eventually be replaced by robot dogs, right? Yeah, probably. And then robot dogs will be operated by fully robot cops. 
and eventually one of those robot cops will go haywire and kill a bunch of people because it needed drugs. And the only way to stop a crazy robot cop is to get a brave robot cop to jump on the back of that robot cop and pull off his access panel, get into the neural cortex, pull out the brain, and bash the brain on the ground. That's how you stop the crazy robot cop. I feel like that's the plot of Robocop 2. Yes! Based on the life of Officer Alex J. Murphy. <laughs> Robocop 2 was a brave biopic. How do you not know this shit, man? I thought you was educated. Man, let me just do the traffic, you man. Know, I yeah, see, we don't have ass. the time. Roy Wood Jr., no, no, everybody. We got time. We, we, got time. Time. we don't have the time. We got time. We should get a robot to do this. Let me do the traffic. All right, don't go away, because when we come back, we're going to tell you how you can kill yourself legally. And Gabrielle Union is still running up on the show, so don't go away. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My first guest tonight is an internationally acclaimed filmmaker whose latest film is about her father, who chose to die at the age of 92 under California's End of Life Option Act. The film is called Last Flight Home, and it's streaming on Paramount+. Please welcome Andy Timona. Simona, welcome to The Daily Show. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, the clip that we play from the movie, we can only play a clip because we can't play the whole movie, makes it seem like this is a sad story. It even sounds like a sad story. If you tell anybody that somebody made a film about their father choosing to end their own life, you would go, this is a sad story that well, no one might even want to watch. Why would I want to? And yet, I feel like... It's an inspiring story. It's a beautiful story. It's a funny story. It's made me see life in a completely different way. So let's talk a little bit about your dad. I mean, he has lived 
quite the life. There are few human beings who can say that they have personally known kings and princesses, who, somebody who started their own airline, essentially, you know, somebody's running an airline, getting low-cost airlines for people to fly around, wanting everybody to be able to travel, having this infectious attitude that, that lit up every single room. We see you chronicling this life. We see you telling us the story. And we, we also see how quickly it can change. Your father was 50, how, 50? 50, 53. 53, and then had a stroke, and everything changed. Yeah, he went in for a massage, and his neck was manipulated. And, uh, and 10 minutes later, he was in perfect health. I mean, he had run six miles that morning, and at the height of his career, um, he had the fastest growing airline in the history of the world. And uh, he led with love. He led with loving kindness. And um, the airline just was really at its height. And, uh, and then he was ousted. There were no you know, rights for the disabled right, at that point. Right. And lost everything financially and all his social standing. But the greatest thing about dad is he never complained. He just rooted for all of us. He was paralyzed for 40 years. Um, but he, he suffered with such grace, you mm -hmm. know? So when he said he needed to die at the end, it was something we all had to get behind, you know, and thank God for that law. The law was a gift. Um, we didn't know there was a, a right to die right, right. with a medically assisted death in, in California. And it's, it's only in nine states in, in America. You know, we expected dad to be there forever. I don't know, we just never thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, he always said he'd be there forever. And suddenly he was not gonna walk again. He had been put in the hospital for breathing issues and right. not to do with COVID, but uh, he was isolated in there and he was terrified and he wanted to go and he needed to go. And my brother found uh, this law and it was a gift. I mean, having these 15 days, it allowed us to really celebrate his life and to, to really look at um, his achievements and also to help him through a shame that he deeply held. My sister, mm -hmm. who's a rabbi, came with these age-old rituals. And um, we all kind of came together, you know, like dad was an ex exemplary human being and he showed us how to love and how to live. And, um, and so, yeah, it was, it was terrifying, but also the most beautiful and sacred space any of us had ever been in. It, it really is a story yeah. that touches on everything, because as you said, you know, one part of the story gets into how much people with disabilities lose not just their income, but their access to a life of dignity. You know, your father experienced that when he's pushed out of a company that he was running successfully because they didn't like the optics of a person in a wheelchair running this company, even though he could. We see him lose everything. We, we, we get into that conversation. Then we get into the conversations around the morality. And, and, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the fact that your sister is a rabbi and how so many of us have these ideas of how your life should end or shouldn't end. It's not your decision. But there's a line in the film that someone says where they say, none of us chooses how to come into this world, but we should be allowed to choose how and when we leave. And for many people, that's a controversial statement. I know that the family was on a journey, and I'd love to know what changed some people's minds about your dad being able to make that choice. You know, it was dad's spirit that was just so uplifted by finally having agency and power to make a determination over his own body mm -hmm. um, and what would happen with his own life. It was just an incredible shift that happened and we all saw it. And I, I, I mean, I am very passionate now and our whole family is that this law be passed in every state where it's being, because I think it's in front of 22 state legislatures right mm -hmm. now. It's not mm -hmm. a law here in New York, but it's a basic human right. You know, it's a, it's a basic human right. Who, who should make that determination? And um, it, it, even when the film, you know, I was terrified sharing my family at this, at this, you know, their most raw and vulnerable, but especially for my sister who's a rabbi. Right. Because it was against 
Jewish Jewish law right. for the millennia. You know, you can't you can't end your life. Um, they've since reversed that decision. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, they've reversed reversed that law. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Reform Judaism has. Wow. Um, and the reason they say a law without tenderness is wickedness, and that when the rabbis wrote that law, suffering lasted maybe five days right. with your terminal illness. Right. But now there are thousands, tens of thousands of terminally ill patients who need, and their families who should have this right. It's compassionate. It's, it's, a, it's a really powerful story. And I, like I can see, you know, when you, when you watch it, when you watch it, you, you, you can see why the film is getting Oscar buzz because it's made so well. Congratulations, honestly, oh. because you bring us into a world where... You really, you bring us into a world that's, that's really gripping. It, it feels like we're there with your family. I feel like I know your family. Your dad seems like the wisest human being. There was like no moment where he goes like, I don't really know. He just, he says, he just says things. He answers so confidently and also so, so earnestly as well and so honestly. And, and, and you know, one of, the, one of the most amazing aspects in it for me is him talking to his wife and they're having this conversation and, and it's, so, it's so fascinating to see what happens when people also have the chance to say goodbye, you know, where people have the chance to say, this is how I wish for it to end. I wish to still have this dignity and to have this moment. But talk me through that, you know, be, 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 before you go, just that part of their love story and, and, and witnessing that, you know, which many children never get to see. This is a, a double happiness heart that mom bought for dad um, and for their one year anniversary and they broke it in half and each wore one half. Wow. Yeah, so I wear it for good luck and just to keep them close. Yeah, yeah. She's a phenomenal woman. Um, she's a phenomenal woman. Uh, you know, 54 years they were together. 17 of those he was able-bodied and she was jet-setting and the rest she was caregiving. And, wow. um, and she, you know, we were just doing a Q&A together last night. She's 84 years old. She's such a firecracker. She really is. She really is. Um, but, it, you know, the, the film, the filmmaking wasn't really the main event. The main event was getting mom to face the fact that her partner of this many years was going to, to be gone cool. and to really spend time with him. And it was hard with all the hospice workers around and everyone around, you know, to kind of get her to zero in. But mm -hmm. she finally did face it at the end. And, and she's seen the film. She watched the film every day for a year. First year he was, was Are you gone. Are serious? Yeah, she, she watched it. She watches it like a few times a week just to spend time with him now. I can see why. Yeah. I can see why. You, honestly, you, you have <laughs> captured a human being in a way that few films have captured anybody. <sighs> You've told you. a story that I think millions of people, not just in America, but around the world, will, will connect with. And uh, congratulations. Thank, Thank you so much you for joining so me on much. the show. Thank you. Wonderful having you here. Make sure to catch the film. It is truly spectacular on Paramount Plus. Why stay tuned because when we come back, Gabrielle Union will be joining me right here on the show. Don't go away. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My next guest is an actor, a producer, and a best-selling author. She was just nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for her role in the new film, The Inspection, which is now in select theaters and opens nationwide December 2nd. Please welcome Gabrielle Union. You guys. As I live and breathe. Uh, well, One well, of my well. favorite people in the whole world, Gabrielle Union. Welcome back to The Daily Show. How you been? I've been wonderful. I've been wonderful. Is, is, that, is, that, is that Africa I smell on you? What is it that? Is. What is that? What it is, is, is. that? Mm, that aroma so familiar oh. to me. It's the... What is happening here? <laughs> How was your trip? You just got back, right? It was amazing. Yes. It was amazing. Uh, you know, of course, I had I had called Trev as one does when you when you go to the motherland, and I was like, "Tell me where to go." You say as one does, like everyone just calls Trevor. I'm going to Africa. I gotta... <laughs> well, I feel like you pick up the phone. <laughs> I do. I do. No, you do. You actually pick up the phone. I You're do. like, hey, yes, hey, yes. yeah. Let me give you some suggestions. But we started off in Tanzania, then went to Ghana, then Namibia, and then to your home country. So that is amazing. Yeah. But this was this was a different trip. This was a big trip because you were learning, you were exploring, you were also celebrating. They wrote 50th birthday, but that's not right, though. Yeah, yeah, 50th. Yeah. 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 Listen. You've seen me drop it low, uh, <laughs> Trevor, and you see how long it takes me to get back up. So you know, you know, oh, you know, please. my hips are like, yo, no, she's 50. Oh, um, please, please. I don't think so. I, I feel like you are one of those people who is eternally young. You are, you, you're so curious about life, you know, everything you do, whether it's in the writing of your books, whether it's in, you know, how you travel the world, what projects you engage yourself in, you know, in, in Broadway productions. I mean, this film is another example of that. We've seen... Gabrielle Union, in so many different types of movies. Forgive me if, if, if I'm wrong in saying this, but I've never seen you like this. I've never seen you in a role like this. I can see why people are saying, ah, oh, man, if the Oscars are not watching this movie, then they're not watching movies because you, you play a character in a movie that is so touching, painful, and brilliant. And it's, it's the story of a young black man, as we saw just in that, in that preview, whose mother basically says, because you are gay, I'm gonna disown you. And he goes off to join the Marines and her hope is that this will, this will turn him straight. Yes. Talk me through you know, how you even get into this project and everything that the story was because it has a lot more to do with real life than, than <laughs> most people would think. Way too much uh, to do with real life than I'd like. Um, 
Elegance Bratton, our director, writer, uh, other producer, he came to me, sent me this script, him along with Effie Brown, and they're like, what do you think of the script? I was like, this is a winner. I absolutely want to be a part of this. I, I will come on as a, an executive producer. I, I know how I can be additive. And he's like, great. Um, I want you to play my mother. And I was like, I, uh, I tend to, you know, when, the, when I come across people who behave and, and speak like this, I tend to read them for filth. Um, I tend to not be inspired to want to play them in a film. Uh, and I just didn't think that I was the right fit. And, and he said, no, it has to be you. It can only be you. And later I, 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 come to, I came to find out that, you know, him and his mom had been estranged for about 18 years. Wow. Uh, and he knew that I was one of his mom's favorites. And he knew wow. that if I played her, she couldn't deny him. And she would, she would reconnect. Un- unfortunately, we got greenlit February 14th, 2020. His mom passed February 18th, 2020. Wow. So I'm not only playing a real person, I'm playing my director and writer's mother who has passed and they've had a, you know, a pretty fraught relationship. And I just, wasn't, I just wasn't sure this was the right time for any of us. And he assured me, he said, no, we, we have to tell this story. We have to tell the story and, and we know that you can do this. And I was like, and he was like, you know the black community has known that you've had the range to do this. Right. Uh, and I had to admit to myself that I had put myself in a, in a cage, in a box and decided what I could do and couldn't do. You had typecast yourself in the roles that you could play because of the roles that were afforded to you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I had to break out and, and give myself the opportunity to, to try to, I don't know, to try to grow. Was creatively. it scary? It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. I don't want to ruin this man's story, you know, right. with, with, you know, pulling like a ISIS from Bring It On, you know. Like, <laughs> I, you know like, I don't know what he's expecting. You know? and, and yet... And yet I feel like, I feel like you, you, you know, it seems so perfect and it seems so obvious now because, because when you see you in the film, I, I, can, see, I can see what he saw, I, 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 you know. And, and it's interesting. I would love to know how your, your opinion of his mom changed in hearing his story and his side of it because, to your point, there are many scripts and there are many stories that are told of people that give us an idea of them. And then once we're forced to be them in some way, once we're forced to empathize and get into their lives, our opinion of them changes. Talk, talk me through that change because you don't play her like somebody that you hate. You don't play her like somebody that we even hate. So I'd love to know what you understand differently about her that doesn't condone her views on her son being gay, but in some way empath- you know, creates empathy in us for her. I had to find her humanity and I had to figure out how to keep the love, not just on the set as a producer, but the love between these characters. And the more I talk to parents who struggle in the way that she struggles, none of them deny that they love their children deeply. And a lot of them truly believe that by rejecting their child or denying their identity, which unfortunately denies their humanity, is the way to love them properly, Mm. is the way to protect them, is the way to save them, which sounds very backwards, right? But that's firmly in their hearts they believe that and the more i started asking about her background she was orphaned at 10 she was a top student she was a top athlete and she just wanted people to think that she was good and worthy and cool. deserving and i was like now that's where i can relate you know we we have these conversations right. often where the all the shape shifting that you will do to get someone to say oh yeah you 
right? Whether it's a relationship or a business opportunity or just how you move through the world surviving as a person of color in this, in this world. Uh -huh. You will minimize yourself, you will barter with anything to try to get this much closer to the power structures or opportunities or whatever. And that we had in common, because I've bartered with many things, just not my kids, but I've bartered with my soul plenty of times. You know, we talk about soul sacrifices and, the, and those, those moments that you will never get back, that, mm. that, that live in your memory that, you, that you're ashamed of. And I have those as well. And I was like, okay, now I figured out how I can get in. How do I keep the love in this space, but still show that this is the most unhealthy way of showing your love for wow. your child? Wow. And it's... hopefully I can be a mirror to some parents. I, I, don't, think, I don't think hopefully, I think you will be. I, I think it's, it's, it's brilliant. I mean, it's a testament. The film is phenomenal. The story that you tell is phenomenal. It, it is everything. And as I say, if, if the Oscars people don't come knocking, I'm, I'm gonna be free in like a few weeks. I'm just gonna go chase them. You, you call me and you let me know. I'll, you know I answer the phone. You answer the phone. I'm gonna chase the people. You were phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining me on the show again. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Gabrielle Union, everybody. Make sure to catch the film. I promise you, you will not regret it. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, before we go, Please consider donating to One Simple Wish, a charity that grants wishes to kids and young adults who are in foster care. If you want to help grant a wish or donate towards their holiday wish fund, then please do so at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, don't get your medical advice from Twitter. <laughs> Use TikTok for that. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now.